0: Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Sarah Beek. She's the author of Red Hot and Holy, A Heretic's Love Story. Sarah, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be with you. It's great to have you. Sarah, you advise us to pay attention to our distinct divine self because it's dropping hints to us, all over the place. So, um, what do you mean by our distinct divine self? Mm-hmm. In
1: my experience, um, we're not just a unique soul where we don't just have a unique higher self, we're actually distinct divine beings. Having an experience and expression in this universe that's connected to all that is, and is participating in the consciousness and the matter of this universe, but it also has a very unique essence. And if we don't dare to venture in and discover that, and to really dare to experience and express it, then we're not contributing to the full tapestry of life and sort of the beauty and the evolution of this entire universe.
0: so you're saying we need to find our unique gifts yes. and and give them in the world.
1: Very much so. That that is how we discover who we are and also how we are our greatest acts of service is by actually embodying our own distinction and being able to share that with the world and it'll look, you know, different than maybe our neighbors, but it has that real natural impulse that's coming from our distinct our distinct core.
0: And in that distinct core, it's it's a very I mean a spiritual place I mean you it's not just a a place okay now we're gonna find our, our purpose and we're gonna go you know work at this company or we're gonna do this or this it's much bigger than that you're you're talking about a whole spiritual unfoldment and it's, your own journey has been (laughs) a pretty, pretty hectic one. Yes. you've, You've tried a lot of things. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah,
1: um, I feel like many of us have that just natural quest to to want to know who we are, to want to know what this universe is about. So we, we search and we seek and we read spiritual books and we take classes and we go to teachers and we participate perhaps in different traditions. And while all of that is wonderful and can really support us, um, there is also a journey within that is not necessarily a part of a specific tradition or a practice, it's a journey that most of us have to take alone. And it is, you know, Joseph Campbell calls it the hero's journey or the heroine's journey, but it is a a real dive deep into our own distinction and our own divine being. And so then when we start to go in and we begin to come back out again, what we're carrying with us is our own essence. So no matter what we're doing in the world, we're a reflection of that and we're reminding other people that they have a distinct gift of
0: themselves to share with the world as well. You talk about how many of the spiritual traditions, the world's traditions, even even New Age spirituality, quote-unquote, um, really comes out of a male perspective. Mm-hmm. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's based more on a masculine consciousness or an idea of sort of transcendence or even a more spirit-based path, which is an ascent. And a lot of the qualities of that is, you know, Uh, blending into nothingness or losing ourself or bliss or non-duality or nothingness. And these sort of qualities that we've been taught are the spiritual path. But there's another half to that, another face to the divine from my experience and perspective. And that also includes the path of eros and sensuality and life force and evolution. And it's it's a messy path. It's not quite as perfect or pristine. And that's the path that often isn't given enough cred in the spiritual arena. So most of us don't really take it or we don't see it as being the other half of the divine pie. But bringing those both together um, is something that helps us become not just whole in a human or psychological sense, but whole in just a being sense of that that whole of the human and that whole of the divine being. So when we're able to bring those together. It's like that's when the magic happens.
0: You bring up in the book, Mary Magdalene, and I kind of think like Mary Magdalene, the bad Mary. And- <laughs> <laughs> Mary, the Virgin, Mary, untouched uh, sexually in any way, immaculate uh, conception, all of that—the Good Mary, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, Mary Magdalene. Let, let's talk a bit about her. Wh- who is she, and what do, what gifts does she bring? Hmm.
1: Um, she's she's just coming back, you know. She, she's the she's the woman that definitely got shoved underneath the church and you know, labeled a prostitute, which we have found out is actually not true. It was something, it was a label that came up, um, I think in the 500s. But um, but what we have begun to discover is that she represents that real, that other half that we've been talking about, not the virginal, perfect, pure out and above the body, but actually the divine in the body and in the female body. And what does that look like for a woman to actually plant love into the ground as a woman? And so she. She's she's someone that we could, you know, we noticed from the Da Vinci Code to just, you go on Amazon, there are hundreds of books now about Mary Magdalene and she's, she's not just an archetype, although I think that's an important role for her that's coming back through all of us because we're recognizing the imbalance of only focusing on the virgin side or only focusing on the spiritual side. So she's coming back to remind us of this importance of the earth and of embodiment and of sexuality and of the role of the woman. And um, how we experience her is really up to us and our psyches and our hearts. But um,
0: she's back. <laughs> and and you talk about the idea that she, she, the wife of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they are a duo. Mm-hmm. They they are a pair, mm-hmm. representing the full scope of humanity.
1: Yeah. I really, this is just based on my experience, but when um, Magdalene started coming back into my own life personally, I had a dream vision once um, where I was looking at the crucifixion and it was like I was looking at it through a telephoto lens on a camera and it kept zooming in, not on Jesus on the cross, but on Mary Magdalene at the foot of the cross. And And every time I would try to move the camera back up, it would like go back down to focusing on Mary Magdalene and zooming in on her. And I woke myself up just kind of like, You know, shouting to my room, like, we've completely missed it. We have not gotten the whole picture of what that symbol of the crucifixion means. That it wasn't just about a god man who, you know, sacrificed his life for us, but it was also about a goddess woman who did something equally hard, which is that she dared to stay here. She dared to continue living when her beloved passed away and to actually ground all the teachings that they helped to discover and learn and create together into the earth at a time where she knew she would be unrecognized, spoiled. She would be trodden upon, she would not be seen. Um, but she dared to do it, and so symbolically, um, I see that as the Christ of Sophia, as the real the the two the two parts of the same being. And symbolically, we can see that as the divine masculine and the divine feminine, um, really working together because they are ultimately the same being, just two different expressions of it.
0: And in in that expression of it, they may have had a child, mm-hmm. too. Do, can you say something about that?
1: Yeah. Um, again, this is just from my experiences, but, um, that that... The the child of Mary Magdalene and Jesus just on this level of metaphor, on this level of um, possible reality, for me is shown up as a female um, and as Sarah. And I look at it as just another representation of the Trinity, um, of the father and the mother and the daughter, because I think most of us can agree that we have become so imbalanced with the divine masculine that there's just a natural um, swing right now to bring the feminine into equality balance not to usurp the you know masculine but just to bring it up so this idea that we are all you know quote daughters of a divine masculine and a divine feminine coming together um, in ecstatic love um, in order to be of service as divine love on this planet is something that just has really transformed my own life in some pretty big ways
0: so what would your advice be to in bringing the divine feminine, more into manifestation on the planet,
1: and seeing that she's she's here already, um, inside of us and outside of us, you know, through nature, through our feelings, through many of the qualities that haven't been seen necessarily as spiritual, but that we all innately have, and really recognizing that the route to the divine is through the body. Um, it's not something that we have to transcend or ignore or abuse or abandon, but it's actually the meeting ground for incarnating the beloved on earth. And so it's a huge potential for all of us and a huge responsibility and it's messy and it's imperfect and it's kind of (laughs) strange, but it's real, it's life. And to me, it's love and, um, it makes it that much more real for us to be here.
0: And I think of the word ecstatic, and associated with the possibility of manifesting the, the our humanness on on the planet uh, rather than transcending transcending to me feels really cool <laughs> but but like but like I don't know, the Eros or the the Divine Feminine feels more ecstatic, yeah. more grounded, more stomping, dancing, more something like that. Is that for you?
1: Yeah, very much so. I'm um- I resonate with that a lot. And I think so many people do. It's just that part that grounds us here and it asks us to enjoy being here to the best of our ability. Even the most painful and excruciating times, can we still be here? Can we still open our hearts in ways that are just natural and breathe into the experience of life? And by doing that, we're bringing in even more our own divine being, our own soul, and we're recognizing how the divine feminine is everywhere around us, asking us to do that, to participate participate with her in this grand experience of life.
0: How how can we best hear Mm -hmm. her and in her instructions to us or her speaking to us?
1: Yeah. Um, paying attention to our body, you know, any illnesses, any just little tweaks or uncomfortabilities or delight, pleasure that we're having, something that just we enjoy and feel good about doing um, that makes us come more alive in our own skin. Those are huge messages from her, as well as our dreams, as well as synchronicities and symbols that show up from love songs on the radio to billboards to just interactions with other humans. Um, anything that makes us really be here in an Honest way, not necessarily quote unquote a spiritual way, but just a really beautiful human, honest way. I feel like that's her call.
0: So you're you're telling us uh, that we need to be really more authentic to ourselves. Yeah. Can yeah. Can you describe it? I can describe what it means for me
1: um, because my path has been very much about exploring spirituality. And sometimes I've bypassed my normal natural human expression because I've thought it doesn't look or sound very spiritual. So um, being more authentic is just being more me, allowing myself to express something and to say things and to act and to dance or to be in a way that might not necessarily fit into the spiritual or social status quo around me and really, recognizing that that is, that is part, that is actually a gift I am giving to this planet, just like it's a gift anybody's giving to this planet when they're allowing themselves to be who they are in that moment without trying to coat it
0: with anything else or cut it off or carve it so it fits into a particular box. So that's not exactly an easy thing to do. Maybe sometime Hence, from now, it will be, Mm -hmm. it'll be more of the norm. But right now, that's not such an easy thing to do. No, and that's part of the path, you know,
1: for each of us is like, what are we going to bump our heads against when we are speaking something that is hard for us to speak, but is really resonating as our truth at that time? Or if we're going out dancing and we get a look from somebody that might make us, you know, stop that movement or come in towards ourselves and contract instead of expand, we're going to hit all these things because we have to hit them. And how we choose to interact with them is really like the point. And just being honest with it, we have been so um, kind of squished <laughs> um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a good way, a way that I trust, but actually learning how to unfold very organically um, and break through some of these old molds that have kept us a little bit stagnant and subservient and to recognize our own divine sovereignty is a thing that's actually pushing us to be here that much more fully expressed. Then, then we're able to relax a bit more into it and have fun with it and mm-hmm. you know make mistakes and just be real about it.
0: I can remember uh, finding my own voice in a very safe place because mm-hmm. it was a women's circle, my first women's mm-hmm. circle. And I didn't have much of a voice at, when I first entered that circle. I, you know, it was always looking at the authority outside of me, or other people knew better than I did. But what I noticed in that circle was once in a while, something would kind of shake me. And it would start in a very low place. It would start in my womb. Mm -hmm. It would start deep in my belly. And it would kind of start to shake. And so I could just feel this vibration, and I could feel it kind of coming up my, my spine and up my diaphragm and my heart. And then finally, it was like in my throat, and do I dare speak it? Mm-hmm. And if it really came from that place, and if I did allow it to, to come out my mouth the whole room really appreciated it. Yeah. And I can remember that feeling uh, when because that's the authenticity mm-hmm. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's when, when you know it's real. It's not just coming from your head down, no. but it's coming from deep. Yeah,
1: oh, I love that. Yeah, you nailed it, (laughs) that's it, that's it. And being able to recognize that, and just like you said, when you voice that, it is a gift to everyone in the room, and it reminds them that they have that deep down, sacred, real place that also wants to voice itself. And it might sound similar, it might sound different, but each time we do it, each time we dare to speak from that deep down low, real place, things shift. It's like the whole
0: planet's been waiting for it. So that's our commission, isn't it? <laughs> that's our
1: commission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And it may not be easy because it may make us look different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean I am I've always had a high pitched voice when I have to speak. I'm shaky. I'm awkward. But the desire to speak and to continue to just be myself overrides all my fears and my awkwardness. They're still present, you know, they don't scoot out of the way. But the the honesty of just trying to be another woman here that is daring to share her own truth is is what speaks. You know, and that, that is what I feel like we're all responsible for is, is just taking the steps in our own way to do that, be it in a conversation with our neighbor, a conversation with our partner, you know, being through a radio interview like this, like... Can we just continue, you know, to push forward and to do it with as much like honest love and like messiness as possible? Oh,
0: wonderful. Sarah, I want to thank you so much for being with us today on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here with you. Such a joy. (laughs) Thank you. I've been here with Sarah Beek, and she's the author of Red Hot and Holy A Heretic's Love Story. And if you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, sarahbeak.com. And she spells her name S-E-R-A-B-E-A-K.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you so much for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. And I invite you to please join us again.